Welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. Two months ago, I went on a 23-day backpacking trip to Thailand with my girlfriend Prachi and my friend Nicholas Fuentes Musitu. And I realized that Buddhist monks are uh, sort of a big deal there. They are seen as very important people. They usually travel in public transport for free and sit in spaces reserved only for monks. Um, One time, my girlfriend and I were on a rural bus, and a monk was sitting next to us. Not only did he not pay for a ticket, but a rural guy got on the bus and just gave the monk some money as an offering, and the monk just took it. And then that guy sat down next to my girlfriend and sort of kept staring at her a lot, although she said later that she didn't even notice. Anyway, while Nicholas Prachi and I were in the northern capital city of Chiang Mai, I arranged for us to go and attend a monk chat program. This program happens at the MCU Buddhist University or the Mahachula Long Kornaraja Vidyalaya University at the Wat Suan Dok Temple. And the idea is that the Buddhist monks who reside there come and share their views and experiences with ordinary people in exchange for sharpening their English skills. Um, When we went to this monk chat, I was fortunate enough to encounter two monks there who spoke Bangla, my first language. The first guy was from Bangladesh, and he told me about his journey and experiences in Bangla, which was great. The second monk was Fra Keke, who's sort of a well-polished teacher monk, who also teaches introductory meditation classes regularly. As I found out on a blog that I have linked, KK was orphaned when he was a young child, and now he manages an orphanage. In this recording, you'll hear the voices of me, Prachi, and Nicholas speaking with Fra KK. We ask him such questions as, Is the monk life a sacrifice? Do you miss anything about your previous ordinary life? What is enlightenment, and do you think you'll get enlightened? Do you still have friends, and is that attachment okay? How do you feel about monks who have given up monkhood and returned to ordinary life? Do you think the world is becoming better or worse, or coming to an end soon due to climate change and whatnot? Why are some people violent? And where does violence come from? So, where is your ex-girlfriend now? Where is my ex-girlfriend now? I think she is in Boston. In America? Yeah, we met in the US. Oh! Yeah. I got invited to teach at Boston University before. Ah, okay. I met a, a professor. He brought the university students. So I was teaching as a private special meditation and Buddhism class at the International Meditation Center. Mm-hmm. So he really liked it. Mm. So he said that, KK, I really want to invite you to go to Boston University to give some lecture. Because it's hard to bring a group of students here, so it's easy to invite them all. 
with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then I had no contact and COVID and everything gone. Two mm-hmm. more than two years. We has no mindset, nothing. Mm. It was very hard. Very hard. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I come back to the to the other mm-hmm. question. Yes. But when I, I asked you why you said that you sacrificed your life, uh, yeah, do you do you feel it like a sacrifice? Or? Not exactly, not exactly. It's kind of sometimes it's hard to tell, you know. It's kind of sacrificing, but it's, I will not say sacrifice, you know. Um, a monk, some monks, they became a monk from child, okay, mm-hmm. and they die as a monk. You know, and doing good, you see that we have three duties, you know. Even monk has no pain, but we could do good. It's a kind of dedicating, making merit, you know, the good deed, good action to the people. When people get illness, sickness, they go to doctor. When people have the mental stress, they come to temple and monks teach them. Monks give them advice. Mm-hmm. Monks develop their wisdom, you know. So more, many more things. So it's kind of, I will say, sacrifice or sacrifice word is not good for me. That's why, mm. you know. Yes. So maybe, maybe you mean that um, you say maybe sacrifice because you understand that for mm. us that we are not monks, that would mean sacrifice. Yeah, that, that that way we can say. It. Yeah. But uh, that's why you know people call you ordinary people. I'm ordained monk. Okay, so what you guys are supposed to do, I'm not supposed to do that, you know. So this means, it means I have to renounce from the ordinary life to become ordained life. I have to live with 227 rules and regulations to have less desire, less attachment, less greed, less angry, less temptations, less suffering, less worries, less tense. See, one color inside, outside. At least tomorrow I don't have to worry which color I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. Simple life. You see, I shave my hair at least once or twice a month. Tomorrow I don't have to worry about my hair. No, no worry at all, you know. So less attachment, less desire, you know. So, yeah, basically I would say it's a renunciation to have less suffering. And not like you, it's different. But do you miss anything about your ordinary life? I do, I do. Mm. I used to play cricket. It's <laughs> yeah. even as a monk in Sri Lanka, in India. Here not allowed. Monks not allowed in sport. Mm. Even you see the Muay Thai, Thai boxing, mm. monks not allowed. But some monks in like Shaolin, they're so good in martial art. They should do that, but different. So I do miss a lot, you know. And it was hard not to have temptation. You know, we still human, you know. So that's why it's a lot of practice in it. Especially meditation helps you a lot. I wanted to ask, like you said, the three practices which uh, one monk should practice. I think an ordinary person can also be like uh, practicing those yes. things. And is then can we like... Uh, Assume like it's a way of living, like being yeah, it's a way of life. Because uh, one can also like without being monk or without being called. You uh, you know the teaching teaching of the Buddha. Anyone can apply that. Mm -hmm. It's not only for Buddhist monk, Mm -hmm. but as a Buddhist monk, we have 
different rules. For example, the Buddha has taught us five precepts to train your moral. Mm-hmm. Avoiding killing any living beings, mm-hmm. to respect a life, not to harm, mm-hmm. you know, to develop the loving kindness, compassion to the world, mm-hmm. to spread the peace. Mm-hmm. All right. And avoiding stealing, which is not given or permitted. You should not take other belongings. Mm-hmm. It means to be humble, to, you know, and avoiding having sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend, girlfriend, wife and husband, they can have sex, but not to cheat it on your partner. In a relationship, it's very important. No matter gay couple, lesbian or transgender, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The matter is respect. And avoiding or abstaining from telling lies given false speech. Let's say, when you lie and, you know, uh, it's harms, it's a harm someone, mm-hmm. you know, for example, I'm not enlightening, but I tell people enlightened, you know, so it could be so disrespect to the people, you know, that kind of lie. And avoiding intoxication, taking drugs, mm-hmm. any kind of things that are not good for your mind and brain, uh, sorry, the mind and body. If you lost your mind, then maybe you're able to cheat it on your partner, you're able to stealing, you're able to tell lie or worshipping, or you can put kill when you have no money. So if you follow that five precept, you have a very good life. Even you don't have to be a Buddhist to follow that. Anyone can leave. But as a Buddhist monk, we are not ordinary people as a monk. So we have 227 rules. So these are five so what you said is only five, five. of those rules, mm. yes. but those are like the most important ones. Ah, it's important. It's important, uh, but I will not say most. All are important. The teachings. It's a moral training. Not enough. You have to train your mental. When you're avoiding doing bad, you can purify the mind, mm. and then your wisdom will develop. It's called the three. Full trainings, three ways to train. To train the three ways, you have to follow the eight things, the noble eightfold paths. You know. What is enlightenment? Enlightenment means you totally free from suffering. Before someone died, they could be free from mental suffering, not the physical suffering. So Buddha, he got enlightened at age of 35. He was awakening from his mentally desire, mentally attachment, mentally anger, greed, craving. You know, he has no more mental suffering. But someone can get fully enlightened physical and mental suffering, free from physical and mental suffering after death. It's called the fully enlightened. No more reincarnation, no more reborn into the cycle of life or samsara. Mm. But there seems to be that in order to keep surviving and living life, you have to have some basic desires at least, like to satisfy your hunger, your thirst, your need for shelter, and maybe some security. So if all your desires go away, how can you guarantee that you will like even keep surviving physically? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know, what I told people, you guys are ordinary people. You have to work, find money, you know, survive, whatever. You can have desire, but not to dwell on it. Okay? But as a monk, you know, 
I try not to have desire to free from suffering. You know what I mean? So you are not monk at all. Mm. So you can have desire. Desire is not a bad word. With a desire, you will not easily achieve. So if you are an ordinary person, you have to have desire. Yeah, desire is part of life, human life. And if I don't have any desire, I cannot be an ordinary person anymore. I have to become a monk. Or I'm just wondering, is it possible to live the city life without desire? Ah, desire, I, I think desire is a part of life. Hmm. Don't think that monk do not have desire. Yeah. Okay. But in the Buddha time, you cannot, you can be without desire. At that time, it's not digital world. Everything a reality. You don't need money. They don't use money at that time. They don't have fancy things. Mm. But now without desire, you cannot achieve anything. You know, the digital world, AI world, you know, you should have desire or temptation to something, you know. But in the Buddha time, no desire. It's okay. That's suffering. But that's why what I'm saying, you can have desire, but not to dwell on that. When you dwell on the desire, it causes you suffering. You know, that's why people meditate a lot. After, still, uh, few uh, emotions are very basic to any human being. Yes. Like, uh, like even getting angry. It might be yes. like the, you talk about that person who talk who questioned a lot. Uh-huh. So you didn't feel angry or you I feel do. angry? I do. Feelings, positive or negative, is human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, when you practice mindfulness meditation, you will learn four foundations of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So one of the foundations is the feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the mindfulness of feelings. Mm-hmm. Feelings has positive or negative. Okay? So when feelings arise yourself, you just be aware, acknowledge on that, feel it, let it happen. But you don't dwell on that. If you don't dwell, the feelings became temporary, impermanence. You know, you have to learn that one. Yeah. Yes. So I feel that at the end of the day, but I don't follow it again and again. I don't dwell on it. Yeah. Welcome to my class if you have time. You can learn more and more the meditation. <laughs> Friday, 9.30 start. It's a free class. Mm-hmm. I will going to teach a lot about Buddhism and also practice meditation. Yes, it's a free class. Anyone can walk in. Mm-hmm. So as a monk, do you still have friends? Yes. So is that kind of attachment okay? Mm-hmm. Well, actually it doesn't mean that... Uh, you don't have friend as a monk, but we'll say, for example, uh, many monks they have parents. Still, they love to parents. Okay, so monks also has a family means what parents, sister, brothers, grandparents. You know, we can have also friends. I have monk's friend. I have ordinary friend as well. No problem. Yes, but romantic relationship creates some problem? Uh, monk is temporary life of monk. You could be monk how long you want. Even there are some monks who fall in love with a girl. Could be. Buddha never yes. says that monk should not fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to stop being a monk yeah. before he had the relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yes, being a monk and you are not supposed to, let's say, sex or get married or having yeah. kids, not allowed. Yeah. You have to stop first. There was a quite famous monk. He fell in love with a girl and he stopped being a monk and he got married. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what is the perception of that monk that stops being a monk? Of it from from the like how monks see the people who stop being monks. Nothing is problem. It's a temporary type of monk. You can be monk how long you want. You can die as a monk if you want. You know, people will not see the bad way. You know, everyone has right decision to become a monk and stop being a monk. Buddha never ever say that everyone should be monk or you should be the rest of life. No, no, no. It's from the tradition. Not from the teaching. Yeah. A lot of things mix between culture and Buddhism. So whatever you see around the temple is not from the Buddhism. You know. So that's what I'm going to teach on Friday. It's complete package. Mm. You know. So you can learn, you can I will going to give the presentation. Mm. You, know, you can take pictures or note. Do you think the world is becoming a better place or a worse place or both? Ah, uh, if we compare before and now, I think before was better than now. Mm. Now people became more selfish, not the selfless. They only care themselves, not the others. And people also became more less religious. The, the, the new generation are less religious, you know, and they believe in kind of technology. You know, the technology world now. I was talking about the AI, artificial intelligence, you know, last, there was a conference. And how can we apply meditation? You know, so meditation is very important to use in daily life, you know. So, yeah, I think before it was more better than now. Now people, as I told you, less religious, you know, and selfish, not as selfless. They only know themselves. More I have, more I want, more I have, more I want. You can have a lot of things, but not the inner peace. You know. And some religious also judge a lot. They judge a lot. Some kind of different religions. You know. Like uh, I was reading the news. In India has also a lot of problem before between Muslim, Hindu and other religions. Like the Tiloka, he's from Bangladesh. He talking to me before. Last last year, I guess, no one and a half, something like that. There was a Durga Puja in Bengali. Bangladesh has a lot of Hindu people as well. They do also Durga Puja like in Calcutta. And there was a guy. He was a Muslim. He took the Quran Sharif the main book in Muslim, he put in the, on the Durgama. Mm -hmm. And the Muslim, not all Muslim are bad, especially the, who wear the cap, long beard, the religious Muslim. They kill a lot of Hindus. They burn. The, you know, it's, for example, it's, ha it's happened in Calcutta. But they burn the Hindu temple in, in, in Madras, uh, Uttarakhand, like that, because of Hingsha, not the Ahinsa, Hingsha. 
violent. Some people are so violent, you know. They did nothing but some religions still like that. Last few days back, I met wife and husband. They had three kids. They came here. I didn't know that they are missionaries. You know missionaries? And I talked at the beginning, and she started against with me. You don't believe in anything. You believe only God. Something like that. So some people are so strict religious, you know. Those kind of things are, I think, should, should not, should be equal, should respect each other, you know. For example, he's a Catholic. Okay, talk to him, doesn't matter, Catholic, I have the same love, kind, compassion, respect. It's bringing me happiness, he's happy. Let's say you're a Hindu, doesn't matter. You know, the matter is mankind. You know, that's what we have to learn. So the core teaching of the Buddha is the balance. You know. Yes. So where does violence come from? Why are some people violent? Uh, some of them, they use their religion in wrong way. Hmm. Wrong number. Wrong religious. You know. Someone, uh, you know, for example, look at the Christian. Before it was good. And then Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, Jehovah Witness, and baptized. See how many groups we separating each other. Same before, I like the Hindu culture because parents, grandparents, uncle, they stay together, no violence. But now, look at, they throw the parents, they separate. You know, those kind of things, you know, bring more violence, No, has no love and compassion, you know. And see, people see different ways, you know, like in black and white still has problem in America or somewhere, you know. Or like, for example, let's say in Thailand, in Thailand, people, you can get married with Thai Buddhists. Or Christian, a lot of Christian people get married with a Thai lady, Thai girl, you know, doesn't matter. But if you, some religions, you are not allowed to get married, if you are different religions. That kind of things make more violence, you know. Like if you are, for example, I think, if you are, um, let's say Hindu, I don't think you're supposed to go to Mecca. In Saudi Arabia. Makkah. Yes. Makkah yes. So it's only for the Middle Islam. See how separate. Or let's say Buddhist temple. There has no sign. Non-Buddhists are not allowed to go. Anyone allowed to go. Open heart. You know. Something like that. Even in, 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 in Hinduism also has that kind of problem. If they see Muslim or something in, in, the, in the temple, they against so people suddenly they use the religion in wrong number, wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't use it in right way. <laughs> Same, not all Buddhist monks are good. In Myanmar, the Rohingya Muslim was killed a lot. You know, there has some monks, maybe they tell other people to fight, something like that. So it's not the right way to use. So that's what I think violence 
you know, you have no peace here inside, you don't let other to live with peace. So that's that's the thing, you know. So do you think the world is going to end? Mm-hmm. Do you think the world is going to end? Actually, a lot of people are now believing that we are going very fast towards the world ending, like climate change or things like that. Mm-hmm. Many people say that, but yeah. But according to Buddhism, Siddhartha Gautama, the, he has taught us 5,000 years. This is Thai Buddhist calendar, 2,566. So maybe around little more than 2,100, 2,000, around 2,500, more like that. But yes, all together will be 5,000. So after 2000 something like that, everything will change. But before the Thai year of one, there was still more years before. Before? Yeah, I mean the calendar started 2000 years ago. But before that there were more There years. was, there was different Buddha. There were like million yes. years maybe. Yeah, different Buddha. But this uh, Siddhartha Buddha, uh, he, 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 his, his, his teaching will run until 5000. Ah, okay. Yes, and then there will be new. A new Buddha. Oh, new Buddha. Oh, yeah. I have always wondered that. Because they say all the previous Buddhas, like, where were they? We only keep hearing about Siddhartha Gautama. Yes. I don't really know anything much about the other Buddhas before. Other Buddhas, there was the, the Siddhartha is the fourth number. Three, mm. fourth number. There was two or three more Buddha. And before that, according to the story, uh, 20, 20 up Buddha. Okay. So, uh, at the time, people follow that Buddha, okay? But this Siddhartha Gautama Buddha, he founded the path to teaching himself, you know. If you study about the Siddhartha Buddha, you will see, you know, how he struggled. Mm. Yes. So, those kind of things I'm going to pre- uh, present on Friday. If you have time, you can still come and see. Okay. Do you think you're going to get enlightened? Enlightened has no sign. Anyone can get it if you follow the path of enlightenment. That's why Buddha said, Nirvanang Paramang Sukhang. Mm-hmm. So Nirvana Paramang Param Sukh. Yeah. So Nirvana is the ultimate happiness. Yeah. So you do want to get enlightened. Pardon? You want to get enlightened. I want, yeah. but if I say I want, then I have desire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Second night. At least I'm going to go to the second night. I'm going to go to the second night. I'm going to go to the second night. I'm going to go to the second Scooter, 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 it's a thing Thing Thinker, 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 Time is time. So Pai is a small city. Mm-hmm. Every day has walking street. 
people really enjoy that. You know, yes, it's surrounded the mountain. Wow. So, what were you doing in Kolkata? I was studying there. I studied about Buddhism, and yeah, even I forgot it. Seventeen years ago, nothing was developed at that time. Yes, I mean, Guru Gadi did it. Kolkata. Yeah. Choriyachi, Rikshay, Rikshay Choriyachi, Rasugulla Kechi. ভালোবাসে Yeah, so, Nicholas is kind of considering to do a Vipassana retreat. This is Vipassana. I give introduction. Yeah, before you go to Vipassana, introduction is very important. Because when you go to Vipassana retreat, some places they don't give introduction. They just straightforward to practice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why. I'm going to give the introduction of the Buddhism, meditation, and practice as well, the tour around the temple, and finally as Mount Chet. Mm-hmm. So there will be more people they will need to ask also different questions then you can get information you know I mean the informative but I have to go back to my temple okay I have the evening chanting and it's far from here yeah so now my okay. friend is waiting outside yes. what was your name again KK KK yeah, okay our name is KK yeah our name is Neil Neil yeah like blue blue yeah Neil শ্রীলঙ্কাস small country or many places now i think they have crisis yeah, yeah. they have recently yeah. had crisis when i was there the thai tamil tiger <laughs> fight mm-hmm. long time ago i think 2009 2008 i guess tamil tiger yeah now yeah it's been long time i didn't be i want to go to Europe not now not cool mm-hmm. yeah. yes yeah. I want to visit my older sister in France she has three kids and I didn't meet with her almost 17 years yes life is a suffering suffering is part of life you don't want it but you have to accept it Okay, so take a blessing. We just begin a new year, right? Yeah. So, start a new year by doing good and blessing from the monk. Okay? Yeah. While I give blessing, what do you have to do? Keep good wishes. Okay? Wish for yourself, wish for your beloved one, your parents, your grandparents. And thanks for them for giving you life. Thanks to your friends, whoever. Stay with you even a second. You know, and sharing 
everything, okay? And if you know someone who are in suffering, wish for them for recover their suffering, and uh, wish for who already passed away for rest in peace, wish for all the religions more peace and happiness, okay? So, yeah, let me give you a wish. Keep close your eyes, relax your mind and body, just relax. Satu 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 putaraksa tamaraksa sankaraksa no pawena sada sati pawantu te ayan jakoda kina tinang sankami sopati tita tikara tahitayasa sadana sopaka pati soyati tamo jayangita sedopeta na puja jakata urara parancha pikona manopati nang tome hipoyang paso tangana pakanti Sabe tiyo piwa chantu saparo ko wina santo mate pawat pantarayo so ki te kayuko pawa piwa tana siri chani chang putta pachayi no chataro tamang watanti ayuano so kang para. Thanks for hanging out with us today at the Room of Limes. If you listen to my podcast a lot, you should probably get out more. So that's really difficult. And so maybe we cannot we cannot answer that because it's too difficult. So maybe, uh, yeah. So maybe imagine that our, you know, our f- we want our future to look like just equal, whatever. <clears throat> but so, are we agreeing on that? We are not agreeing. So I think that diversity is very important. So that you know, there is no a clear one direction for humanity. Mm-hmm. There are like a bunch of them mm-hmm. and then some of them will mm-hmm. will become more prevalent. Mm-hmm. But that diversity makes the risk of going to extinction mm-hmm. lower. Mm-hmm. It's the same as like eating di- diverse food. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of fucks you up. Mm-hmm. But if you eat just a little bit of everything, you know, it's like, uh, nothing reaches the point where you are really, you know, if you are eating all the time this, then this becomes very bad for you. Mm-hmm. But if you eat, yeah, I don't know, if you eat more diverse, it's like, well, this is fucking me up in my eye, and this is fucking me up in my heart, and this is fucking me up in my whatever. Mm. But in general, no, a single organ is like very, very fucked up. Mm. So I think that diversity is important for, yeah, like allowing humanity to have different um, mindsets and like, for example, yours and yours. I I heard you, but uh, based on what you said and you said, I have two things. One, you were talking about the education and all. Mm. Uh, In a way, sometimes I do feel that this whole education system try to impose one way of living in in ourselves and uh, 
um, whatever if it is a madarsa it is normal school which we are going or the priest or the whatever monks or whatever mm. they are telling us to go for some particular like like to be in the society you have to like be like this this is one thing uh, secondly what Mm, you were telling because you uh, bring the point of diversity and the humanity i do feel whatever you do whatever we do okay even the spirituality has no meaning uh, if it is not you know you it is not uh, giving something to someone like um, it can be a moment of joy to someone Okay. Hmm. Means, well, means, that might be your idea of spirituality. Means no. For me, it is not just specific to spirituality. For any work I I do, it's like hmm. for me, it has no use hmm. of being alive. If if I, why does it make sense just live, eat, do things for myself? Hmm. What does that mean? Oh yeah, when you for said. When you said that, yeah. I did not necessarily just mean. Just eat something and sleep, mm. dress up, look mm. good, and life. Happens. I think a lot of spirituality is about discovering that life is without purpose. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of spirituality is about discovering that mm. life is without purpose. That's why I'm telling you there are there can be different way of achieving the spirituality and that that is not a one thing where mm. one peak of mountain where everyone can. like just go and follow way i think there can mm. be different ways like diversity mm. yeah and uh, based on different human being mm. we are so diverse and why we want to follow one path mm. well we don't want to follow one path yeah, different people telling. follow different paths mm-hmm. yeah. no that's not about it's about metaphor the one mm. of the mountain and i think it it kind of also like maybe understandable mm-hmm. that people that have gone through a path mm-hmm. and they reached a place mm-hmm. they're like hey yes you can go to other through other paths mm-hmm. but this one mm-hmm. we already you know marked every spot you know yeah. you just have to follow these and is everything very you know structured yeah. and with all the signs and yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah but easy mm, i want to go myself and i have good orientation on like you know where to go like if i'm going up if i'm going down mm-hmm. yeah but i think i think it's a good metaphor that maybe even there like different good paths already like with signs with lights with everything maybe it's like islam christianity uh, other one other one and yeah. but maybe not everyone starts in the same point mm-hmm. so maybe going to the start of other places like very complicated or even if they start in in that like in the start of a christian path maybe they are like hey there is a lizard that i want to see like yeah. why do, why don't you allow me to go to the lizard and why someone is afraid of lizard yeah and someone is someone love them <laughs> yeah. uh it's like cheesy right i it just remind me something 
Like when we first went to the Kedarnath, we felt so beautiful. Mm. And Can you tell me what or tell him what Kedarnath oh, is before okay, continuing? Yeah. Kedarnath. <coughs> In India, there are four. Yeah, it's a spiritual site. People for, uh, go for like pilgrimages. Earlier, uh, there were one. Uh, you can say a Hindu guru or something. I don't have a proper word for him, Shankaracharya. So what he decided, the India is a big country and uh, we are so diverse. I'm just telling the positive thing. Why, why what, what would be the reason that they made four dham, four, uh, uh, high legal, what do you call High legal, do you understand? High legal, yeah, uh, sacred. Sacred places. Hmm. Shankaracharya was one person who oh, decided oh, this yeah. India is a very vast country and people should keep on meeting each other and people should keep on visiting other places to know the country and know the diversity and accept this and, you know, and cherish it and, and, and I think uh, celebrate this. That hmm. we are the part of such a beautiful world. So there were four... Uh, they decided uh, whoever, like four uh, places in India um, like uh, the most sacred places for Hindu like Kedarnath in the no northern part um, then in in if you go to the uh, east south part then there is a, a Puri Jagannath Puri okay and then in the southern part Rameshwaram hmm? and in the Western part, Dwarkapuri, four places were so uh, sacred for us that, and they were all situated in the four different part of the country. So people will go there and will see the diversity, see, will relish the you know food and the geography and everything landscape that is so different. Yeah, so that was one way. So um, when. I went to Jagan, I went to Kedarnath first when I was in 12th class. I felt so good that wow, it's seriously a sacred place and I'm feeling different and all. Yeah, but when I grew up and I went to the, another place called Tungnath, and when I like, I was climbing the mountains and I, when I reached there, I realized no, this is also the this also has the same vibes it is also some great place yeah might possible some mountain is still there which is unexplored and if somebody goes it might have the same um, same feeling or something yeah so why i told this <laughs> so you went to one of these places together i, I have i went beautiful. to the old fortress do you realize that uh, when Prachi kind of loses the thread of what she's saying, it reminds me of how people act when they're high? Like, ah, oh, wait, why was I saying this? Uh, yeah, Prachi, even in normal life, it feels like she's high. <laughs> you know, I, so I, I literally feel so sometimes. I think you should be careful about smoking uh, You feel like you're in a trance. That's, or I feel in, like most of the time. She, you feel you know? kind of intoxicated <laughs> most of the time. Right? People can't digest it. Yeah. Why yeah. <laughs> she is in trance without... Yeah. Also, when she's anything. speaking to us, I notice sometimes her eyes will drift off 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at here, here. And I think here. I think you're not just seeing this. You're seeing something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So this happens a lot with Praja. I think her internal visualization is very pronounced. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she's talking about I was climbing the mountains, her eyes kind of like went kind of defocused. And I think she's seeing something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. that's why I think it's kind of hard for you to stay interlinked with a conversation because your mind keeps going to those visualizations and then you're like wait what was i talking about what were you talking about what <laughs> what about about? did you understand what i wanted to tell you i understood this kind of detour that you took to explain kedarnath and everything did you understand that okay. but why you started that we no longer know I started that for <laughs> for the different <laughs> for the different paths and for the different places for the different experience which we have throughout the ah, path. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was the moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Does this make any sense now? <laughs> no. Yeah. Ah, school one experience, but actually, even the Buddha had a lot of different experiences. Uh, yeah. He wasn't a monk from day one. I know. He was actually that's barred. why. That's why. I, that he was, was still justifiable for yeah, me. He was blocked from being any of those things when he was growing up and he was like, fuck this shit, I'm leaving. And then he became like a mega monk or whatever and he was like, this shit also doesn't make sense. And then he went. So he actually had a diversity of experience yeah. before. Exactly. He was, he was the son of a king, right? He, yeah. I heard that he was living such a happy life that, that he didn't realize that there are suffering in the world mm. and then one day uh, when he something happened went out or something and then he realized that okay there is the other thing as well which exists which is suffering and all yeah that might be joy as well and whatever he would have seen and then then whatever happens mm. Then he decided to invest in crypto. <laughs> 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 Imagine if that was the story of Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs>